Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Master Sensei. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Smoke Night Live. This is episode 269, Jordan. 269. How do we do it? Brought to you by JR Cigars. I am your host, Erica Tormson, a.k.a. Master Sensei. Uh, Jordan is the producer who's sitting next to me. How are you doing, Jordan? Boys. Good. Excellent. Uh, so here's the deal. We have uh, Omar De Frias from Fratello on the show tonight. But it is a huge day in Colorado, people. Jordan, do you know what is going on in Colorado today? In and out day. Finally, the long We've wait is over. In and out burger has come to Colorado. Uh, two locations open today, one in Colorado Springs and one in Aurora, Colorado. And we are lucky enough to have on the line none other than our man on the street reporter, Paul Harlan. And he is at the Aurora location as we speak. Paul, are you with us? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Awesome. So, uh, pa Paul, uh, this is the opening day, and I know that you are a big in and out fan. You're, you, I couldn't have picked a better guy to do this task because you are one of the biggest fans of In-N-Out Burger in the entire nation. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm glad to be here. It was worth the 45-minute drive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful sight. I could smell the animals. The animal style from up the street. Here, <laughs> guys, I shed a tear in just pure joy of what I can smell. All right, so uh, give us the flavor. Uh, the what's going on there? Is there is there any? Did anybody show up? Yeah, there's a few people. Um, so the mall is about a three mile circumference, and there are cars to the around the entirety of the mall to the street, and so it's it's. It's crazy. The police have blocked off some main entrances and exits. So there's only one one real way to get in here and it's walking or you wait for for some people have been waiting for ten plus hours. So it's um it's pretty crazy out here, that's for sure. Now Paul, if you if you had waited in that line, what would you have ordered when you got to the window? Oh. Oh. The uh Naturally, the double double is the king of all burgers. Um, you can't you can't go you can't go wrong with a double double animal style. And um, secret menu Neapolitan milkshake. Oh, if you haven't had that, I don't know if you've lived yet. <laughs> so so Paul, tell me a little bit about the the location. Uh, as it, I can see it in the background there, but how does it compare to say the ones that you might find in? In California or, or Vegas or even the one in St. George, Utah, is it a is it a big Absolutely. location? Is it small? What is it like? It it feels like home. It's it's home sized. Um, it it is a little bit bigger than some of the ones I've been to, so that's a good a good sign. Um, seating area is about the same, but you know what? It's a beautiful sight, and I'm I'm trying to hold back tears um, <laughs> this whole time. Um, but yeah, I. I, uh, I I got to talk to some people who've been standing in line. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had people here at 6 a.m. who are still here. We've had people waiting in line who are gotten the line for the cars and been waiting for seven hours and still haven't got their food yet. So it's 
it's crazy here, but um, not as crazy as how you'd feel after eating Whataburger. Now you can't eat. You can't eat in <laughs> Whataburger dig. Oh, I like oh! that. That was a little Whataburger diss, and I just about missed it. Um, you can't eat inside because of state regulations. So everything is happening what through the drive-through, or could you walk up to the windows too? So there is a line right now of about uh, I would say about three hundred people. Okay. And it's serpentining around the parking lot out here. So there's no there's no indoor parking, but. Um, yeah, it's they've got this set of uh, flames to keep people warm. Uh, those little, uh, excuse me, the outdoor heaters to keep those people from freezing to death out here in Aurora. And um, yeah, there there is no eating inside. So we had a few people walk by with um, boxes of, of burgers. Uh, one guy tried to sell me a box of burgers for two hundred dollars, and I almost about took him up on it. Um, <laughs> but Man, it, it is inside out here. I wish I could show you how crazy everything is. Now, is there is there anybody around that we could talk to that's that's gotten their food and and is the food good? We need to find out. Is it any good? Yeah, I mean, so every person that's come out that I've tried to interview has has either started running home because they've been here too long, <laughs> or they got their food. They were inside and just still waiting. So it's it's been hard to find someone to talk to who's gotten food that hasn't just been crying on the way out into their car and I, it's yeah it's definitely hard all right can you can definitely. you can you show us with your phone a little bit just uh pan around so that we can see the lines and such nine hours nine hours Woo! You heard it right here. nice hours did, did she didn't even offer you a french fry <laughs> those are sacred fries and i would not take those i uh <laughs> Do you I, think I, I they would, do you think they know that they could drive to Utah and get a burger faster? Actually, that that is something I looked up. Provo, Utah is the closest In-N-Out location and it's a 7 and a half hour drive. And I'm sure they're not that busy as busy as here. <laughs> so All right, so pan pan, your, uh, pan around a little bit with your phone and here comes a guy. Here comes a guy. How I think you got some food. <laughs> Uh, pan around. Let's let's see if we can yeah. see the the line of cars and people and such. Yeah, let me. Uh, so I I don't know if you can see the flashing lights down there, but that is one police officer that blocked off one of the entrances and exits of that um, of this part of the mall. Um, we've got the line of people right over here. Are those Oompa Loompas or what are the? Yeah. What are, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, Sponsored by Willy Wonka. Then you got down this way. Goes all the way down. What are what are in those tents right there? What's the tents about? What are the tents? Oh, about? that's where you get your shirts. Where I got mine. Mm. Got my uh, official In and Out Colorado shirt. The sport. It looks intense. It's it's crazy out here. It's 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 pandemonium. Uh, yeah. All right, Paul. Well, uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to uh, drive all the way out there to the grand opening. The first day, you can say now, Paul, for the rest of your life, you were there on night one when In and Out opened here. in Colorado. I got it. I was here. There we go. So all right. If you, uh, if anything else happens at all, text me and uh, we'll <laughs> we'll cut into the show instantly and break in Absolutely. if there's any breaking news, like any riots or anything like that. Absolutely. I'm sure there will be here shortly.
All right, brother man. That's Paul Harlan, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a big round of applause. Hey! Paul Harlan. Sound at, effect delayed. At uh, In-N-Out Burger in Aurora. There you have it, people. Uh, you only get this kind of stuff on Smoke Night Live. The, uh, you know, the, the breaking news as the In-N-Out Burger in uh, Colorado opens up. All right, Jordan, let's... Uh, Let's we'll, we'll we'll end with Paul and uh, bring on our guest and get the uh, rest of tonight's show started for everybody, guys. Uh, uh, we've had this guest on before on uh, Smoke Night Live. It might have been I don't know about a year ago or so, and uh, he's always uh, entertaining and hilarious. Um, Fratello Cigars. Recently, uh, we added a Fratello Cigars badge on the Dojo Verse, and so you can earn your Fratello Cigars badge. Quinn, you have one. I do. Scott, do you have it yet? No, Matt, do you have yours yet? I got my badge. I'm working on it. Jordan's working on his. Everybody's working on Within their striking badge. distance. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, let's bring on to the show Omar De Frias from Fratello Cigars. Omar, how are you? I am phenomenal. Even better now, hanging out with you guys. Right? I mean, I've never seen anyone actually wait nine hours for a burger, but... My God, may God bless her, bless the family, and uh, dedication. Now, Omar, what's, dedication. what is the longest you would theoretically wait for fast food? <laughs> Zero amount of time. I want to make sure we understand each other. Zero. If, the, if there's three people in front of me while I'm trying to get me like either a burger or something, I leave. Now, would you, what would you say in your opinion... Now here's the thing with here's the thing with In and Out Burger, Omar, is like you know you say like oh I really like In and Out Burger or somebody says oh I really like Whataburger and then you inevitably get somebody that says it's not that good I like I you you know like I I make burgers at my it's not a gourmet burger it's fast food people that's why we're freaking yeah. out about it because it's, it's the cost food. of McDonald's but it's good it's better than you know McDonald's <laughs> now Omar what would you say in your opinion is the best fast food, like national type chain. All right, baby. I'm going to say it just because they're originally from Washington, D.C., and I support my D.C. people. Five freaking guys, baby. Oh, Five I Guys mean. Burger, number one. I did not know that that I, was I a kind of consider them a different class. Like They're like uh, in Chipotle class for me. Yes. I've, I've broken, you know, like there's the McDonald's, there's the Chipotle's, and then there's your restaurants. I, I kind of think, think of Five Guys as like a Chipotle level. Well, now Jordan, maybe that's just me. Jordan, see now Jordan's typically he's getting t way too detailed. I think that In and Out is a fair. I mean, uh, Five Guys is a fair pick, but I didn't know they were from the D.C. area. That's interesting, mm -hmm. huh? The guy used to work in the uh, uh, the guy used to work in the government. Uh, I guess very similar to like Fratello, right? I mean, uh, but he's got like 150 different chains and still working on uh, how many different chains we're gonna have in Fratello. But the guy's doing amazing. He uh, he started it off because. I think the guy was from Pennsylvania or from uh, Ohio, but he started off here in the D.C. area um, about, I don't know, I can't even, I don't remember, 15, 20 years ago or something like that. It's the first location was here. And, uh, man, they exploded. And yeah. uh, they still do their uh, their patties, you know, in-house. And they, you know, it's cooked, made to order and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, you walk in and there's, you know, uh, peanuts and peanut shells all over the place. And you're stepping on them. It's that kind of environment. So, I'm a five guys. Oh, I forgot about the those peanut shells. I I, I kind of don't get the, you know, where does that come into play? Where there's just peanuts like. 
I think it's more it's of a branding there. than anything else, quite honestly. But <laughs> could, the, the, the dude might have some sort of story. I just don't know that part. Now, I remember when I went to Five Guys, I ordered a, a burger. And yeah. it came, and I was expecting just like a hamburger. But it had like 37 patties on it. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, I just ordered a burger, and it, and it was like, you know, like 30 patties on there. You gotta order yeah. like you have to be you very have to specifically specific. say I just want you have a to patty. say like I just want one patty uh, with a bun like that. That's the part of in it, uh, Five Guys. Single is. burger, baby, single burger. We people in the DC area, we don't respect that kind of stuff. We just put you, just give you like if you say one burger, we'll give you like a triple burger. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that is I want a single. I, I Five uh, Guys, I think has a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal uh, malt. Their chocolate malt, next class, next level. You know what else they do? They actually change the uh, the location where they're buying their potatoes, right? So they may do Idaho potatoes one time. They may do potatoes from somewhere else, and they so they buy a whole lot of those potatoes and they put the potatoes are now coming from this particular farm from this particular place. That's pretty cool. So that, that switches up. You never know what you're gonna get. Of course. Now I, I do remember they have a pretty good like uh, secret sauce for the fries, like you get their like special sauce, which uh, that's really good, right? Like the little yeah. it's like orange kind of sauce or something. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure that's it's... not Freddy's? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Five Guys has a, a special sauce. I'm pretty sure they do. Do, do they? Do they? Omar? Uh, you know, I I always I mean I always I'm a basic kind of burger guy. You know what I mean? I don't go too crazy with my burgers. Give me lettuce. Give me ketchup. Give me give me mustard. Give me you know some. Mayonnaise and it's over. You know what I mean. I'm a happy, <laughs> happy guy. All right, now I got this question for you, Omar. Let's just say, for for instance, that you were really hungry. Right, you're really hungry, and you were. We we forced you to go to McDonald's, right? We forced you to go to McDonald's. So we all know now. The I I say that because we everybody knows what a McDonald's hamburger is like. Just like everybody knows, how many hamburgers in a single sitting do you think that you could eat? McDonald's. McDonald's? Yeah. Just regular old cheeseburgers? All right, I'll start with Jordan. How many? No, just not even the cheeseburger. Just a hamburger. How many, Jordan, could you eat in a single sitting? Um, I go, I could probably do six. Six? Dude, that's like, a McDonald's, I, yeah. I, I don't think you realize how hard that is. I think that's a I could probably maybe, it, I would probably feel really sick, but I could maybe do four. Tops. Yeah. So Four. okay. Yeah, that's about right. Omar, how many could you do? Think, seriously. I mean, you, you guys have seen me physically, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're getting. Right? Right? <laughs> I am like the two of you put together, blended together, and then just like you know a darker version coming out, right? <laughs> so, so like fourteen or what? <laughs> <laughs> so I could probably down, you know, six, eight burgers all day long, but it it would just be like. It would just make me too sick because I don't I don't eat too much fast food. I just don't. Um, I, I I feel like it's uh, especially like a, like a burger from McDonald's. I still have this story, guys, where I was in uh, Germany and we had a big show in, um, in in one of the cities. And the guy after we're done, it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Everything is closed. He doesn't want to take us anywhere. So I'm there with Glenn Case. I'm there with uh, Heike Kellner Jr. I'm there with uh, uh, Epic, the, um, uh, Dean Parsons. So we're all hanging out together. We'll go in, and uh, I am hungry that I could eat like a cow, right? So <laughs> I go in, and I tell him, like, give me two burgers of this. 
Give me, you know, extra fries, super large everything you see here, super large everything for everyone over here. Like, I'm going crazy, right? It's like, oh, these people are going wild. So then I tell them, it's like, uh, can I get some ketchup on the side and whatnot? So I go to my table. I'm not talking to anyone because I haven't eaten anything all day. And I pound down these two uh, double quarter burger, you know, quarter pounder burgers. And I will tell you, man, I still think I have them fucking burgers in my pot <laughs> right now. I'm not kidding. It's the possible. Next day, I felt so stuffed. Like it was just like in my body, making its way through my veins and my heart is like going slowly, slowing down. It's a disaster. Now we've got a lot of uh, burger snobs on the Facebook comments right now. I, f- I feel like a McDonald's burger. Is like it's like drinking a PBR. Like, yeah, do I drink the high end beers? Of course, you know I'm drinking bourbon barrel aged stouts like nobody's business. But I'm not above drinking a PBR on the side. I'm, I, in the same way, I have a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's no, it's, is it a burger? No, it's just something that they. I don't know what they do in the back room. It, it comes out and I eat it and it tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's sort of like frozen pizza. Like, it's not really pizza, but it's not terrible. I mean, it's like a snack of some sort, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, so let's get on to some cigar talk. Uh, I am sitting here smoking the Arlequin from mm. Fratello. I love the name and, and I w- the look. I want to talk a lot about this cigar. I want to get into this cigar. Jordan, is, are you smoking that yet? I'm smoking You're the smoking. same dang thing. All right, so so we got a box of these cigars, and I got to say, we started smoking this cigar, and I said to Jordan at the time, we were sitting here in the studio, we were smoking a cigar, and I was like, wow, I really like this cigar. There's something about it that reminds me of something else, and I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. Like I sat here at my desk right where I am now, and I kept thinking, like, what is what cigar is this like and like it took me a long time to figure it out and i fi- it finally came to me and if you've ever had the the avo ritmo the avo ritmo is if you get the uh the one that is like a torpedo that's like a box press torpedo and you smoke it it has this very similar sort of a uh, fruity almost a banana kind of flavor to it and then, Jordan, you looked it up, right? You looked up the tobacco in both of these They cigars. both got that Peru. They both have tobacco from Peru. Peru. And now, uh, Omar, is do you do you get what I'm saying at all? Like, like, this has a fruity, almost a banana kind of flavor. And does that come from that Peruvian tobacco? 100%. Wow, it is really? Peru, man. It's Peru, and it, and it shines more without wrapper. Than if it were not like that rapper being a San Andres Claro, it uh, it imparts uh, you know I don't think it imparts as much flavor obviously as something like a San Andres Negro uh, because I think it's toastier I think it's got more of that earth um, but it it just it shines through and the proportions of that Peruvian tobacco is much higher I I will tell you and I'm gonna tell it right here it's my new favorite fratello I'm gonna say it right now Ooh. I love 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 the Arlequin so much to the point that um, after I released it I took it to about five or six like really hardcore fratello fans like guys that you know they probably know the fratello classico Corona better than I do because they smoke a box of it every two weeks I mean it's those kind of people so I did a very conscientious effort to just take the box and just, you know, call these people out, came to my warehouse and we were like, 
we need to smoke the cigar. You guys still got to tell me what you think. And everybody was like, wow, this is, this is, this is unlike anything else we produce. It's such a, it's such a, it's got so much of that creamy sweetness. It's not just a creamy cigar. It's got that sort of like banana cream, right? It's got that sweet of the banana, but it's got that cream of the banana as well. So I, I've called out that particular flavor profile quite a bit as well, like as uh, the cinnamon that cigar brings. Mm -hmm. So I came out and said, I never say that I have a favorite <laughs> ever out of all my cigars. I will tell you the cigar that I usually smoke the most. This cigar, the Arlequin, I am, it's, it's just, and I will tell you, this wasn't something that I was looking, I enjoyed the Arlequin as it was already in Aparejo. But when I told the guys at the factory that I wanted to box press it and modify the Liga slightly so that the strength level could go a little bit higher, all of a sudden, again, because it is tobacco and it is tobacco proportions, entirely different cigar, but it just hit the spot. I believe it's amazing. Now, now Omar, uh, back on this banana flavor. <laughs> I can't get um, enough. When you, you said that you get the banana flavor. And now I've been on other shows before, not Smoke Night Live, but on other shows from other manufacturers. And I've brought up this this banana flavor before. And honestly, people looked at me like I was from Mars. Like they were like, <laughs> "What are you talking about, banana flavor?" Like, and I was like, "No, like, like, like it was, I'm going to tell you, it was that, that Avo Ritmo. Like, I can taste like a, a banana ish." sort of note which i really like like it's like um you know when you get the those smarties in the little teeny pack this oh uh, i was gonna candies. say banana runts oh yeah banana runts that's maybe that's a better one jordan good job the banana runts like those candies that are that are like a banana flavor like i get that in it and you're saying you get that too now so maybe i'm not as crazy as people. you're not crazy okay i i feel it's more it's and, and i and i talked to uh, mario and juan ignacio one time when i was at Joya de nicaragua i'm telling them some of the things that I'm experiencing, they're looking at me also like, what, like, what is going on? Like Omar, like what's happening? And I'm like, <laughs> it's the, it's not that you're grabbing a banana and you're eating it, right? It's when it's sort of the experience of when you're like peeling the banana and you get like that sort of like, like that sort of nose, aroma. Like sort of like mm. very soft resin coming in. It, it's in the aroma that happens to me. Right. right. It's in the aroma of this particular cigar. So I'm with you on this. All right. So let's talk about the cigar. Uh, when when did it come out? I mean, I know it's out, but uh, this is a, uh, a very affordable but yet elegant cigar. Uh, talk a little bit about this release. Like, uh, you kind of like teased it with like a like a, a five pack sampler, right? Right. Last I year, I did. I did. The whole intent behind the Arlequin guys was I wanted the uh, um, you know, I wanted the consumer to sort of tell me what they what they wanted. That was the whole intent behind that fresh pack. It wasn't a money maker for me because my fresh pack sells for like twenty five bucks, and I got four cigars, four Toro there, um, and uh, and it, it's not a huge money maker for me. It was more of like, a, let me test the market, let's see what people think, let's get their feedback, and let's see, you know, what our people are telling me. And people spoke loud and clear. And it, what was crazy was. I had so many events with the Fratello Arlequin and the in the Sorella that were both part of the fresh pack, and I was trying to get people to just tell me one or the other which one I should go with. And in the U.S., Eric, it was resounding. It was like the Fratello Arlequin over the Sorella, but in mm. overseas, it was the Sorella or the Arlequin. And I think it has to do a lot with like you know the body of the cigar. The, the Sorella is more of a mild to medium blend. Mm. 
but it's 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 got a very fine, very long finish to it, which I think people enjoy the mold a lot about it. But it was here in the U.S., man, that the Arlequin was just hitting the spot. All right, so folks, if you're if you're watching the show and you want to get some of these, uh, the new Fratello, which I highly recommend, super good. Me and Jordan have been going crazy on these things lately. But here here's my here's my advice, uh, just based on my smoking experience. Don't smoke this one at the end of the night. Like you want to have a nice fresh palate. I would say like either this needs to be your first or your second or maybe your third. No Connecticut broadleaves before this one. Uh, no big heavy Maduros before this one because if you do, it's you, pretty subtle. You'll miss you'll miss some of the fun of yeah. of this cigar. And I would also recommend like this. This is a really good cigar with maybe a citrus cocktail. Could be a mojito. It could be uh, something similar to that. Don't let the wrapper color fool you. Right. Don't let the wrapper color fool you. It's dark, but you this might, thing is You might mellow. be thinking like that. This is going to be, you know, like a, a typical Maduro style cigar. It's not at all a typical Maduro style cigar. There's lots of subtle flavors and there's fun flavors, but you don't want to miss them. You don't want to kill your palate before you get to the cigar. That's that's the way I see this cigar, Omar. What are your thoughts on what I just said? So uh, you know how big I am with uh, when it comes to like pairings, right? Like I um, here's here's a little pitch I got for for everyone that's watching. I so you know I have my YouTube channel. It's called Imperfect Pairings. Um, highly highly encourage everyone to just log in, take a look at some of the content that we have going on there. Um, it's basically uh, it's my opportunity to basically because how much travel I do, I get a chance to experience so many different things, right? So I went to uh, the north of Spain and I tried uh, oysters with cigars. No need to try that again. That's oysters? Oysters? I know. I know. Okay. I know. I know. But I got a better one. I, I went to the Dominican Republic. And if anybody's gone to the Dominican Republic, they know one thing we call Los Tres Golpes, which is a Dominican mashed plantain with like eggs and salami and cheese. So I had an episode about that. So I try to do episodes and things that have like a different profile for people to see. So Try to, you know, everybody that's out there, you know, go into Imperfect Pairings and on YouTube and uh, give us a follow. Give us your subscribe. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy the content. But I'm fascinated by pairing. So when you said mojito, I heard you because of the sweetness, right? What I think could be a potential throw off for that cigar, it would be that citrus. I'm not a huge fan of citrus to begin with. I will admit that I'm not. I, I rather have something that has more of like uh, that sort of covers my palates, you know, with with whatever flavor is going to be, you know, predominantly, right? It could be sweet or it could be like bitter or whatever that is. I just wanted to completely just cover, right? The combination of too much flavors, like the sweetness of the mojito plus the citrus of the mojito plus the rum, I think it could be too much for that. But I do honestly believe that that particular cigar with a Sacapa 23 or a... Uh, Kirk and Sweeney, 23-year-old rum, or uh, Abra Lure uh, 16 are just, like, spot on. There's a wood aspect to that Abra Lure. Uh, not the Abuna, because Abuna is going to be a little bit too much, but there's a sweet aspect to that uh, Abra Lure from Highland, and it's just going to be a mesh, you know, made in heaven. I think it's just so much going on with it. Now, this... This is the part of the show, Jordan, where I disagree with our guests. Oh! <laughs> I love it. I, That's I, all right. I disagree because here's why I disagree, Omar. Because a mojito or a, uh, it, say, even like just like a Topo Chico, like a, a really good sparkling water, um, it will clean your palate. And 
I want I want my class. You just said like the rum coats your tongue. The you know these types. I don't want that with this cigar. I want to strip away everything it, that's in my mouth uh, in between the cigar so that I can continue to grab these really fun notes that I don't normally yeah. get in a cigar. Here's the thing with cigars. You know, cigars come out, Omar, all the time, right? There's cigars coming out left and right all the time. And I, I, this, I don't want to sound like over, like hyperbole here, but a lot of them are very, very similar. And every now and then you get a cigar that is really unique. And this is one of those unique cigars that I, I felt like when I first You want to place the focus on yeah. the cigar. Yeah, like I, I want to just strip away everything that's on my tongue and then go right back into this really interesting notes. So I, Omar, if I was on your show, I would disagree and we'd have to arm wrestle. And, <laughs> and you'd probably lose. You know what? You're I invited lose. to the next show with Imperfect Bearings, buddy. Right. That's what we're going to do. Right. Next time I see you, you and I are going to sit down. We're yes. going to try an Imperfect Bearing with a mojito in yes. the Arlequin. I and love see what that. we got. Okay, cool. I, I'm down for that. But no, I, I mean, hey, rum goes with every cigar. Like, I'm not saying that that would be a bad pairing at all. I'm sure it would be a great pairing. I would just be worried that my uh, palate would be a little bit too overwhelmed by the rum, and I might miss some of these fun banana tropical flavors from that Peruvian tobacco, which is so unique, man. I really, really dig that. I think more more cigars should should try this. Why not? This Throw some Peru in there, baby. Peru, Peruvian man. tobacco, because it's fun, man. Super fun. How about that box, huh? How about oh, that box? matte finish. It's clean as... Every, oh, my god! Everything about the presentation. I love the band. I love how you have the Harlequin style. Well, yeah. Um, well, when I, when I, I, I'm stupid, but when I saw the cigar, I was like, he should come out with a spinoff card called, like, Harley Quinn. And then th- this that is the theme, right? Like, uh, Harlequin is, like, is Harlequin, basically, yeah. right? In Italian? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good idea. I'll tell you this, man. I, I really am incredibly excited about this. Just because, I mean, there is, there is, this is, this is a very, very big departure from what we've done, what we've always done. Uh, the, every single Fratello we've always done has the, the you know, the, the, the classic Fratello band, right? And it just has a different color as a secondary band. And, uh, and obviously we changed the names and packaging and whatnot. But uh, this was the first time where it was like a, this is, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go, I'm going to get a little creative here with some of the stuff. I, I hate, hate, I'm not a, I hate it. I hate all copycats. Like I hate everything having to do with copies. Uh, I think people need to be more creative. But, hate, hate is a uh, strong word, Omar. Hate is a very strong word. <laughs> I know I do. I hate it. <laughs> but I, 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 I believe like people, everybody is creative and I think people need to try different things. So I was looking around like, does anybody have like this two-tone color? Like what how mm. far can I take this? Where can I really go with it? And so it was it was it's always a uh, a very personal conversation I have with myself every time I, saw, I launch a cigar, but I couldn't be excited, I couldn't be more excited. And it's coming in uh uh two formats, a robusto and a toro, and that's it. And the uh, price on price. Uh, the price per stick is approximately what? It's MSRP is nine dollars and fifty cents for the robusto and ten dollars and fifty cents for the toro. So it's totally worth uh, it. 100%. Yeah, guys. All right. So here's the thing. In, in my Fratello world, this to me is number one. This is my favorite oh, Fratello. Oh, dang. And then I go, and then I go the Nevetta right here. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my second favorite. And then my third favorite is 
the oro right there. It's, this is how he starts. This is how I start a lot of my days right there. That oro. I love it. And I like this because, like in in my world, in my mind, like you could do the oro, then you could do the. How do you say? I say Arlequin. What did you say? Arlequin. Yeah, it's good. Arlequin right. is good. And and then I'd go into the. That would be. That I think would, those first two are just like interchangeable. That would be my. Uh, that would be my. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know my lineup. I guess you'd say the perfect trilogy, baby. Trilogy. All right, let's do the commercial Jordan, the commercial break, and then by the way, uh, the second half of the show, uh, we are going to not only talk about other things that are going on with uh, Omar and Fratello, but our weekly top three, Jordan, this week is the top three inventions or technical advancements that has have most affected you in your life. So if you're watching on Facebook right now, start thinking about that. Like, I'm not talking about the most important inventions or technical advances. I'm saying the ones that most affected you personally through the course of your life. So that's what we'll be talking about at the in the last segment of the show. This show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand new exclusive Nightshade from Drew Estate, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. That's very hard to say. Uh, don't forget about uh, the amazing holiday cyber deals, including uh, in or coming this season. Sorry, enjoy great deals on your favorite brands. Pick up a gift card as the perfect stocking stuffer, or give the gift of free shipping for an entire year with a JR Plus membership. Celebrate the holidays the right way with JRCigars.com, where there is something for every smoker. By the way, they're is that a, a new read? Yeah, it is a new read. And that's why I screwed it up so horribly. <laughs> um, but they're, they're also, JR is also doing this big sweepstakes. And if you see the ad on the Dojoverse, if you click on that ad, you can fill it out. And they're giving away like $250 gift certificates to like a zillion people. Boom. So make sure that you click on that, that ad because uh, you could win 250 bucks. What would be better than 250 bucks, Jordan, for the holidays? Nothing. Nothing? Absolutely. Maybe an In N Out burger? I don't know. Maybe. All right, so uh, if you're joining us now, this is episode 269 of Smoke Night Live. We are sitting here with our special guest, Omar De Frias from uh, Fratello Cigars. Omar, thank Putting you for... Putting a lot of like, uh, Italian accents I'm on trying. I, I'm half Italian. De Frias on oh. the Fratello Cigar. Eh? Fratello. Omar, Omar, I'm half Italian. I'm, I, my mom is 100% Italian. My dad was 100% Norwegian. So I'm half, I'm half Italian. So I get all of the good uh, cooking from my mom. And all the anger. And all the anger. Brute force. And the uh, Nordic spirit, the Viking spirit from my dad. But, uh, you know, what's better than uh, growing up in an Italian family? I mean, right? Beat that. The full family, the full, uh, you know, the, 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 the table full of food, the smell, the, the garp. It's just, I mean, it's just lovely. That gar- the garlic alone. I stepped in one time, Eric, into a, into a place in uh, uh, into an Italian uh, restaurant in Dallas, and I got in, and I, I mean, it was like truffles, olive oil, and garlic galore. <laughs> now, some people say, some people say gnocchi, but I say gnocchi. What do you say? Gnocchi, baby, gnocchi. Oh, Those people are. Idiots. No, they're not idiots, Sorry. Jordan. Jordan I always hate, goes but I do way hate too far. <laughs> I, Jordan, we, Jordan, we have relatives in our own family no. that say not. No, they do. Yeah, they do. No, they do. I don't know why. I don't. I've never got that, but they say it's not. It's like a nya, like a nya. Gnocchi. 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 
Have you ever made gnocchi, Omar? Never. But I've actually, uh, but I bought them frozen and then I put them in. <laughs> and I just, and those are pretty the only good. The reason I know they're ready is because my mom told me, he's like, just wait till they rise, baby. Just wait till they rise. Right. They just float up and to the top. They float to the top. They know that they're done. But like making them's fun because like it's like a little teeny, it's sort of like a little teeny uh, pasta thing. And then you take a fork and you go whoop, and then it just rolls up like that. Now homemade gnocchi with a good sauce—that mm. is, in my opinion, that's my favorite meal. But if you eat too much gnocchi, Oof. it is you going die. It's a gut bomb because it's very dense. It is dense indeed. Yeah. Anyways, all right, back to back to cigars. Enough about uh, amazing. By the way, do you say sauce or gravy? Uh, sauce. Good man. See, uh, you know what? Every, uh, that's why we have Omar uh, well, on the I show. Well, I feel like gravy is like people that like just watch The Sopranos and they're like, "Oh, I guess I'm supposed to say that." <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say sauce. I mean, you know, that's to me. I don't know. Gravy doesn't seem to fit. All right. Anyways, so uh, so we talked about the the new cigar. Uh, what else is going on with uh, Fratello these days? What do you got? How did you handle 2020? What was, I mean, it's been a challenge for everybody, obviously. We've all had our challenges. Some cigar companies yeah. decided to just put their nose to the grindstone and think about 2021 and hardly do anything. Other companies jumped right in and did a, a, a million, you know, different, uh, you know, Zoom calls and all that. And so it's been different for everybody. And there's, Really, no right or wrong way to do this. Like everybody had to figure out their own way. What was 2020 like for you? How did you handle this situation? So it was interesting because I'm a very heavy brick and mortar brand, Eric. As you know, like I'm, I have like 85% of my business comes from brick and mortars. 15% comes from online, right? So, uh, and I've always been very proud of that because I think br- brick and mortars is, you know, are the people that build your brand. They, they do. Um, and, uh, you know, I love my online partners. We do amazing with like JRs and Atlantic cigars. And, um, but I will tell you that one of the things that I, um, that I enjoyed as crazy as this may, as this sounds, um, about 2020 is the fact that I had the ability of all the things that I really, that I've had in my brain that I needed to complete that I know it's like, uh, I got to do a redo of the website. I got to, I got to transition, you know, uh, fulfillment center to this fulfillment center. I got to finalize what we're going to do with, uh, with a few things. Like I'm going to give you guys a, a little insight. We're coming out with a brand new beer this year. And we already came out, um, uh, earlier, uh, earlier this year, we came out with our hazy IPA. Uh, this year we're coming out with uh, a full blown spectrum of beers. We're going to be do- distributing beer throughout the U S we already landed a, uh, a deal with, uh, Louisiana. So a lot of raw, really cool stuff is coming out of Fratello. And I would have never been able to do any of that had I not had the time to to do it. And all it took was a couple of months, right? Because uh, March and, and uh, April were obviously incredibly hard months for our business, right? But um, but after that, things just started, as things started to open up a, l- a little bit more and things started to progress. A lot of those orders that we had to achieve from TPE and a lot of other things were just starting to just like trickle in and then we just exploded, right? Um, so, uh, it's not like we are, I cannot say that, oh my God, I'm like way far above, you know, where I was before, uh, because that's just not the case, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like the, the thing that I'm appreciative the most is because now my business, I have 
you know, standard operating procedures in place. I got my KPIs up to the dot. I got my my uh, my my website, my new website, you know, development happening. I got a brand new business with the Fratello beer. I got a brand new business coming up with the, you know, my Fratello hobo spices, which coming soon, and I'll tell you guys a little bit about that later. Oh, on. And okay. then. And then I got my brand new humidor, you know, that I wanted to show you oh, guys. Oh, goodness. Wow, look at that. Sexy them. beast. Look at that thing. Sexy. Look how beautiful that is, right? I, so, I assume there'll be uh, one showing up at my house. Oh, soon. yeah. Wow. Limited edition. So he's got every single one has a, has a numbering system to them. Wow. Uh, and obviously Fantastic. leave it to a guy who used to work at NASA to obviously design to make sure that we have maximized on the, you know, of sort of like the, 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 the transfer of humidity across the different levels. Got two levels, up to 100 cigars, each and every one of them. And so we literally just got this in, uh, only 100 humidors. So uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be sending out some emails to some of our customers and a lot of our uh, um, uh, big-time Fratello fans. Let us know what you all think about the humidor and let us know your thoughts. But this is the kind of stuff that I it would have been really, really hard. Wait, right. did you say a no. guy from NASA like work, helped work on this? What did he what what did he do? He helped on the design of it, baby. <laughs> is it float like, or something? That. I, mean, just I, painted, like... <laughs> I painted the picture. They did the rest, baby. They did the rest. You can keep your cigars at perfect uh humidity in space. Yeah. In space. Well, tell us about the spices. What was that? You said something about hobo spices. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I'm not sure if you guys have followed some of the stuff that we do online, but I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a steak fanatic. I love, love steak. I've been working for many, many years on my own personal uh, spices and uh, for for my steak. And I, I've taken actually, I've taken this incredibly seriously. This is not like, oh, this is I've been working on it or not. Like I actually. It was prior to NASA, I mean, prior to Fratello, many, many years ago, I just got into this role of just wanted to cook, you know, like steaks. And I and I started like trying different things, different spices, different, uh, uh, per, you know, proportions of flavors and whatnot. Do I add a little bit of extra, you know, white pepper to give it a little punch to it? Do I put a little bit of onion powder? So all of these different things came into an incredible uh, spice. So a good friend of mine, uh, Don, she actually uh, uh, told me, like, listen, you need to, this is so good, you need to put this out into, like, the market. And I'm like, you know, you hear that and you're like, okay, my main business, I sell cigars, okay? <laughs> but um, it's always been in the back of my brain to do, and I finally have Fulfillment Center. I got the people who are going to produce it. I got the FDA. I got all of the documentation, which it would not have happened had COVID not been in the picture. So you took the time that uh, obviously you would rather it not gone that way, but uh, you took the time to sort of work on some other avenues, some other uh, projects, some other passions of yours during the whole, the, the whole shutdown and whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. And we did just that. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been an amazing experience. I, uh, I've been able to, um, to really concentrate a lot on my team as well. Um, we just had a, a, a Justin, which is was our director of op, you know operations, depart uh, for a, a big time government uh, gig, and uh, we're going to be working on fulfilling a position now under a business under a business management uh, position to help us out with like doing more of a divide and conquer and help us uh, help us continue to expand. But I'll tell you what, man, our international presence you know saved our asses as well. I'll, I. I 
I can't tell you enough about uh, the support I received from Switzerland. Uh, we got a just br landed a brand new uh, distribution agreement with Switzerland. We landed a brand new distribution agreement with uh, Spain. I think we were one of the very few companies uh, out there from even from the big guys or the smaller guys or the medium level guys. I mean, it just it didn't matter. Like we were landing, uh, we landed Brazil, which has been huge for Fratello really? as well. Wow. Uh, so we got now, you know, in Brazil, it's actually a very interesting country, guys, because Brazil, you just don't get a chance to go in and just, you know, put it in and just start distributing. You may get a distributor to bring in your brand. But that distributor has to be so connected with your brand that he's willing to pay $8,500, guys, per cigar to be able to introduce it to the country. What? Listen what? to this. Yes. I say, huh? Not right. <laughs> it is incredibly expensive to bring in a new SKU into uh, Brazil, and you got to pay $8,500 plus you got to get your cigar certified overseas. We had to send out the product and product samples all the way out to England so that they can do this testing of the cigar, similar to what the FDA, thank God, is no longer going to be able to do, or at least we'll continue to pray. Um, but it was it, we would send it out for product testing. It came back. I mean, it was a... It was like uh, giving birth, but it wow. was. Uh, Don't it's been you just love successful. government regulation? It's just like <laughs> it just makes everything just work so smooth. So, uh, so besides that, what about as far as us uh, folks in the USA? What do we have to look forward to? Will there be a a new Fratello uh, uh, voter fraud? How about Fratello voter fraud? Is that going to be in the? <laughs> is that going to be in the? No, no. If I hear anything more about this damn election, man, I'm gonna like throw myself from the Empire State Building. I had enough watching uh, uh, Skip and uh, Jeff going at it. I thought it was a pretty good, you know, novel. Actually, the whole thing, just watching the whole thing, just go wild. I'm like, oh my god! This is I, I tried to get, I tried to get that debate on my on my show, as you probably saw on there. But uh, I did, I did. It would have been fun. Would have been yeah. glorious. Would have been glorious. It would have been the. It would have been yeah, that. Would have been my opus. I would have just retired after that show. Just I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Now, what's coming up from from you uh, in the states? What do we? What's the next year hold? So, so next year we're going to be doing a lot of like um, really just more cementing uh, our relationships with our customers. Continue to get that growth. We got about 800 brick and mortars that currently carry Fratello in the U.S. Um, a lot of them, you know, one of our largest ones, obviously in Colorado. You know, the guys from Smoker Friendly, they yeah. they've been incredible with us and the support that they've been extending it to us. We got presence uh they they brought in the, the new fratello camouflage which um it's uh for a cigar that uh the, you know for that retails for three dollars and fifty cents it's actually pretty damn good and you guys featured it in mm -hmm. uh in your uh in your site uh it's been featured quite a bit in a lot of other sites and the ratings we've been getting guys for a cigar that retails for three dollars and 25 to three dollars and fifty cents are massive yeah so that like just so people know we typically don't review those kind of cigars we've done the factory smokes from drew estate and then we did uh omar's jordan can you think of any other ones we've done um not many i mean like that there's like an oliva that got kind of close to that ballpark but right. like for the most part we don't but yeah i mean a cigar for three you know under four dollars you know i mean that's you know what are you gonna do like that's uh that's the fun of of being able to produce something like that for folks that maybe don't have the budget or maybe they just want to fill out their humidor, have some stock, and uh, be able to smoke it when they're you know, mowing the lawn or whatever they're doing, right? I mean, that's the that's idea right. behind that stick. 100%. And it was also the, um, the idea was also, I'll be quite honest, 
I've seen all of the bundle cigars and like and the, and everybody points them out. I was like, oh, and the, and we got the, the you know the bundles over here, like the little special cabinet right in the back. You know what I mean? Like this is what we put over our bundles. And I've always been struck by it, guys. Um, I've been struck by the fact that you know it, it's it's you look at a bundle cigar and it's like screams cheap. It does. It's like it blew my mind. Like there's not a single bun. I to my personal opinion. There's not a single bundles, you know, quote unquote bundle cigar that's on the market right now that has any appeal to someone saying, that's interesting. I, I'd like to try that. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. All the labels suck. They're all horrible. And so I wanted to do something where our branding app carry the exact same thing with our blending, right? And so the Fratello Camouflage is all on filler tobacco. I mean, we're talking the cigar that come out, comes out of the Laurora factory. My margins are obviously incredibly small, right? Because this cigar is put in the U.S. alone. It's just 40 cents on per cigar. Right? Just do the math, right? I mean, it's uh, and it's a cigar that retails for three dollars and twenty-five cents. Right. So it's a it's a volume it's a volume blend, but it's one that's gone very well. All right. Um, now, what about um, the different, the various? We have a couple shows that may or may not happen. You have TPE that got moved to May. Uh, you've got PCA that may or may not happen in in July. Are you set to do both of those shows? Or if it's happening, we're doing them. We're uh, we're big supporters of both. I um, I'm a supporter of the of TPE. Um, I. Uh, um, or my friend, uh, you know, the guys at, uh, at TPE approached us and said, hey, guys, we need to, like, we'll have to have your support and come out. I thought the model was a little crooked at the beginning. I won't lie. But then all of a sudden, I'm, like, in there and say, whoever created this model of just having, like, a lot of the smaller guys having in one particular location was brilliant. And so I think uh, I think um, uh, the IPCPR's loss of Don Conger was the TPE's gain with her. She, she just was able to really define a lot of those things and uh, and did an amazing job. Uh, so this is, we're going up to our fourth year and it's been it's been great. Uh, we're going to continue to support it um, and uh, and obviously PCA the same way. Uh, what does that look like in 2021? Who the hell knows, man? <laughs> I, shit, man. I wish I knew. I thought we were going to be like. I was counting on Trump telling us, like, hey, man, we're going to make it happen. We're going to have a vaccine <laughs> soon, before the end of the year. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And still waiting. So really, really don't know. Um, but I do know that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a turnaround year because people are going to be more at home. There's no question about that. People are noticing already and companies are noticing the cost savings and not having to. They're, you know, they're getting the exact same value of their employees, which I've been saying it for years. People can do their home from, you know, their work from home. My brother, you know, works for, you know, the Department of Energy, and he does a lot of stuff with, like, highest security clearances you can think of. And this guy's working from home four days of the week. You know, I mean, these are the kind of stuff that I think, obviously, people are going to start noticing that, hey, you're actually probably getting even more out of that person than you were taking them into the office. Right. Um, hey, uh, Matt, I need some more bourbon. Can you bring me some more bourbon? <laughs> just got to get some more bourbon. There's more, more bourbon here. Thank you. Waitress. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So uh, thank you for that, Omar. Let's get into our weekly top three. Oh! Weekly top three. Weekly top three! <laughs> That's the jingle. That is the jingle. One of these days, we'll do an official jingle, and it'll actually be that exact same sound bite, sound bite right thank there. Thank you, Matt. Boom. All right. So this, uh, because Omar works uh, or worked, uh, for NASA in his previous life. We thought, you know, I was thinking like, you know, like 
technological advancements, you know, like technology and that kind of stuff. And then I got to thinking, you know, what what were the things in my life that most affected me? Just could be anything, like, you know, like an advancement and an invention and so forth. So we'll go through and we'll each uh, we'll each do one and then we'll do two and then we'll do three. Um that affected you the most. So let's start with the youngest guy in the room, uh, Jordan. Uh, your weekly top three, Jordan. Well, I got to grab the low-hanging fruit, obviously. Okay. All right. iPhone. Oh, the iPhone. iPhone. Now, how did that, uh, why did that change your that life? That changed everything, uh, obviously. I mean, we, do I even need to describe it? I, mean, I, I was waiting for that exact same thing to happen since I saw the iPod, and I was like, <laughs> Why couldn't this just be a thing that I could just, like, do this? I could scroll through my music like this and just touch the entire device. And when I remember still seeing it in the Apple Store for the first time. Like, it was, it was like the it – was, it was so crystal clear. It was like the screen was just, like, printed onto that screen. And now when you look at an original iPhone, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, the lowest resolution thing I've ever seen in my life. But at the time, just think of – I mean, I don't even need to tell you – what it's done. Oh, it's obvious. We're good. Like every phone since is... That's, that changed the whole game. That's that they all look like, right? They yeah. all become essentially like I, iPhone It took phones. them a while to copy it, too. Like, the the other the, the other manufacturers that came out with the touchscreens, they were like... They were the style where you had to, like, push... You know, like, you had to, like... Your finger had to, like, actually, like, push into the screen where iPhone was just, like... It just knew. You just knew. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll go next. We'll let go. We'll let Omar go third each time. My first one, I remember this still to this day. Cable TV, like I grew up as a kid. We had we had channel two, we had channel four, seven, and nine. That was it. Oh, oh wait, we had channel six, but that was PBS, and it kind of doesn't really count. But we had just those channels, and like that, you know, like and and sometimes they would come in good, sometimes they wouldn't, and then when. All of a sudden, there was cable TV. I remember going to my my uncle's house in California. He lived in the Simi Valley in California, and he had cable TV. And we could we could just watch. We watched Gone with the Wind that night. We just like watched it. it was I was like I'm watching a movie on TV with no commercials. Cable TV. It was incredible. It, like it literally. It was a game changer in my life. Changed my life. Uh, do you guys remember uh, Omar? Do you remember cable TV when it came out? Of course, of course. How, how old are you? How old are you, Omar? I'm 42. I'm 42. 42. All right, so so we have a uh, so you were born in the 70s, right? Yeah, 78. So Jordan was born in the 80s. I was born in the 60s. So that's perfect. We have a 60s, a 70s, and an 80s. So you remember when cable TV sort of became a thing, right? Yes, yes. I mean, it was uh, it was the MTV era for me. It was like blowing my mind. It's like Wow, there's music videos and stuff like that that I can actually watch. <laughs> and remember, you got to bear in mind, I'm in the Dominican Republic, man. Okay, so there's not a bunch of cable of anything going on. We're stealing the signals from every motherfucker out there. <laughs> We're just trying to have a good time. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah, that's Dominicans incredible. just now getting cable. Yeah, it's just now. <laughs> exactly. All right, Omar, what's your first? What's your first of three things that changed your life or affected your life? I am gonna, I'm gonna have to show this because there's no other way to describe the Dell Accent PDA when this sucker came out. Okay. Oh this, wow! Look at that. This bad boy. What? The first thing I did was buy that, 
<laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like I can have like a little tiny computer <laughs> in like in my pocket and I can like write little things and like write notes. And I'm like, and I'm in class, I'm in Puerto Rico, I'm back in Puerto Rico and I'm like thinking, taking class for my MBA and I'm like, well, let me take let me take notes on my <laughs> Dell accent. You were you were like a, the big man on campus, right? <laughs> no, there was nobody with a freaking anything in their pocket, other than maybe even a phone. Okay, <laughs> let alone a Dell accent Mac. I mean, it was like it was over. Now, I was like, now Omar, it. Omar, I kind of remember for me. It's like a Palm Pilot. Kind yeah, of it was thing? like like before that there was like a Palm Pilot, which was the same thing, but it didn't have same like thing. A, it didn't have like a color screen or anything. It was just like. It was like a color screen. It was just like green, like lights on a. And you had to like, windows. you had to like learn when like a new alphabet. Out, it was yeah. Windows, man. You could see, you could click. It's it just like a computer. I like could just, oh, I'm gonna open up the the home button. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you see the little thing scrolling down three hours later. Oh, very good. Let me go click on the notes. Click on the notes. It would make like a little funky sound, and it would take two hours, and then it would pop out the notes, and then you start writing. That was oh, the best thing. Yeah, that's that's a good one. All right, so if you're watching on Facebook, uh, post post what you think are some of your favorite things that changed your life or blew your mind. All right, Jordan, number two for you. What would you now, say? For me, like I feel like in my lifetime, I'm I'm a little more limited. Like back in the day, they were so exciting. There, there's automobile, there's the airplane, there's the microwave. Like things are happening like decade, decade, and and like now, obviously, we have all the best stuff. But like the the actual innovation is kind of stalled from the point of the internet on. And so I'm going to go with, I'm just going to go with 4G in general, because mm. if you think of the iPhone before 4G, it was just like, yeah, you could go on Safari, you go on the internet uh, and you could play some video games. Maybe that was about it. But 4G enable, that's everything. That's that opened up Uber all Almost every app that we're using at this time, right? Like all even 4G. even the app store in general before 4G Barely was so limited anything. because the app developers knew their limitations and they could right. only do very very limited. Yeah, like Monkey Ball, yeah, a Sega game. That was about it. Yeah, that's a good one. 4G, and now we're to 5G. And weren't you just saying that and, pa uh, Paul was downtown, right? And he yeah, I mean the, the in-and-out guy from the begin top of the show was getting. Uh, two two gigs down, which is twice as much as we get in this studio. Crazy on five G. I'm not a big five G guy on the phone. Like I don't really see the point. Four uh, G is getting us. I can down. I can watch. I can stream four K videos on my phone on four G. Why do I need five G? I don't know yet. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's gonna open up things that we can't imagine. Yeah, I don't even. I that's can't even how imagine. like that's how it works. And then pretty soon we're gonna be like. Man, 5G is so slow. Like, it's not fast enough, right? All right, I'm going to go with my, my next one, and, and, and this is really going to start to show my age, but the fax machine. I remember, like, the fax machine. That was, like, the first version of the Internet. Like, we could take a picture or a page of some, you know, thing, and we could put it into a machine, and then we could send it over the phone line to somebody else, and then they could print it out at their house. It was a mir It was like a miracle. It was like as if God came down and said, "I'm going to transport this this 
image of, uh, on this piece of paper <laughs> over to somebody else in a remote location, and they're going to get it. And I, like nowadays, like not too long ago, Omar, like I was, I was trying to refinance my house, and they were like, all right, you got to fax over the documents. And I was like, you got to fax over the documents? Like I haven't used a fax machine in like 10 years. Like, yeah, you got to fax over the documents. I couldn't even find a fax machine. Like you can't even find a fax machine now. But at the time, Omar, I don't know if you remember this, but the fax machine – it's just like it was. It was a miracle. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this. It was. Um, I, I. I. remember that. And I. Um, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to go now to one area that actually, man, it's just changed like how I step into the kitchen. Oh, my God! Can we say thank you to an air fryer? <laughs> oh, you stole my next one. No, an air fryer. <laughs> Can we I, please? I say thought there'd be no you. way anybody would go air fryer. <laughs> it's the most amazing thing, Jordan. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Think about it this way, man. I'm thinking, bro. I go in and I need to do like, you know, some chicharrones or something. Oh my god! Belly, rip a little bit on that son of a bitch, and all of a sudden it's just cooking and the flavors are getting there. It's just nice and crispy out of it. You got that nice skin on top. It's and insane. You're like crunching on of it is over. Almost it's over. every food should be crispy. Are you kidding me? Like vegetables? I I actually eat vegetables now, you guys. Yeah. Because of the air fryer, they need to be crispy. We share something, baby. We share something. We love Arlequin and we love the air fryer. Oof. Now, so so Jordan, obviously that was your third one. Also, it's going air fryer. Now I feel embarrassed because my final one, and then we'll, and then and then Omar will do the last, the very last one. But my final one is a microwave oven because, <laughs> because ah, I, microwave. When I grew so up, primitive. We didn't have microwave ovens. Like it was like you know you had to like heat it up in the stove in the oven, whatever you had to do, and then came the microwave. And I remember thinking like. Like this is this is incredible. Like I can put my food in there, and then a minute later it's it's warm. Now we take the microwave for granted. But you guys, you got to remember, it wasn't that long ago when there was no such thing as a microwave. And so now, Jordan, you, you I do not take the microwave for granted because right. my microwave has been broken for about four months, and every single time my daughter wants a bottle, I have to I have to cook it on the <laughs> stove for See? about. Eight now, minutes. Now you know. Oh my gosh. Now you know what we what we toiled with back in the day. Yeah. Is But I'm too lazy to order a new one. O- Omar, do you remember lazy. seeing your first microwave oven? I do, I do. My my uh my mom brought it into the house and we were like, Well, what is this what is this mechanical thing? <laughs> what is this wizardry? Like, <laughs> well, it cooks everything faster. But don't you dare pour any metal in that son <laughs> yeah, of a bitch. Yeah. And don't and don't like, stand too close to it because you'll get cancer. Exactly, yeah. the microwaves. You got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. I got a good one for the last one. It's just ah. because it saved me so much money, man. Mm. It saved me, and this was early on, 2013, 14. I was still taking. Um, I was I was still calling taxi cabs like at, you know, 10 o'clock at night the day before I would travel. And uh, when I got this app called Uber, <laughs> I was like, Uber. He smokes. Yeah. What? This is the best thing ever. I started saving 20 bones per trip. And I was like, 
These are my new favorite people. <laughs> Thanks U- to 4G, baby. Uber. They would charge me. Like genius. taxi cops kept on charging me. It was always a fight, right? They was like, well, if the driver grabs your bag, just grabs it and goes and attempts to put it inside the trunk, you're going to have to pay $1.50. And then on top of that, just because he came to pick you up, there's $2.50 just because you got in the car, right? All of these different fees and all these different craziness was completely evaded after I got Uber. I mean, it was just... <laughs> Omar, I, I, can remember, I can remember when Uber came out, and I remember thinking to myself, all right, so here's the, here's the deal. Like, uh, people, people, just regular people, are going to be driving around, and if you need a lift from, like, one place to another, you can use this app, and then they'll, you can get in their car, and they'll take you there. And I was thinking to myself, that is the stupidest idea in the world. It's never, ever going to work. And now, I take Uber wherever I go. Like, it's, it's a game changer. No, you said, it's a game why isn't there a thing called Boober? Yeah, well, that was my idea, Boober. You know, like, it was like Hooters, except Uber. I don't know. It didn't. It, I, I couldn't know. Changed I, my life, baby, and it saved me thousands of dollars. Think about this this way: yeah. like when I was oh, yeah. still working at NASA, and I, I I depended on taxis all the time just to like, and it was every single week. It was like hundreds of dollars just going in, out, coming in and out. Right? I mean, it was just every single week. These guys were charging me like twenty bucks just <laughs> for getting my house to the airport. I'm like, oh my god, these guys are amazing. So. Uber people. Hey, one oh. last one. If I I can't do air fryer. Okay. Home entertainment Nintendo. Mm, yeah, yeah. Come on. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the I don't need to explain it any further. No. Hey, uh, by the way, I saw I saw Terrence Riley comment. What on, a what he, a jerk. He commented on my <laughs> he commented on my microwave uh, thing, and he said, "Oh, microwaves have been around for forty years. What's your problem, Terrence? Obviously, you're showing your age." Just because something was in, <laughs> invented 40 years ago doesn't mean that people had it at that point. Like, it took a while for that to come into a house, right? Like, just like any, you know, a, a technological advancement. Like you got to remember, Sensei was born a poor black man. I was. And so it took me a long time to get a microwave oven, Terrence. Now, maybe you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, pal. But, but not me. Like, I, I came from a poor... Italian, Swedish, <laughs> Norwegian household, right? We make it a Swedish meatball and put it in the lips, huh? Now, Omar, on this topic, can you? It seems like you know Jordan was kind of alluding to this earlier. He was saying how like things have gotten so far that technological advancements don't seem to be as impactful, but. Can you just imagine in your mind something that doesn't exist that could possibly exist based on your knowledge of technology, which I know you have a lot of, but can you imagine something in your mind? Like, for instance, I'm going to throw this one out there. We've had this ongoing conversation about flying cars, like cars that fly. Now, we're not just... That's already kind of been invented. We get that. Sort of like the microwave, Terrence, relax. It's kind of been invented. But... How long do you think it will be, Omar, until a flying car is like an actual thing that like regular people could could buy? Are you do you think ten years? Do you think five years? Do you think fifty years? Like imagine it's bureaucracy, what, man. Yeah. If we get the FAA to do their jobs and just like get this thing rolling, we can all be flying on cars right now. Oh yeah. It's the truth. 
It's been invented. This isn't. Uh, this isn't new. Yes. Get your bureaucrats' ass out of that chair and start implementing things and working on these things. Thank this you. This isn't rocket science. It isn't. Let's get that. Let's get our aerial views under control. Let's understand the dynamic of satellites. Let's understand the impact of highways in, in our country. Let's see if we can start going from point A to point B and then just drop it off. It was the exact same thing when it came down to like a metro or like a train. Let's, let's just go from point A to point B. So if the FAA can get their shit together. <laughs> now, people always say, Omar, like, oh, like... Uh... Uh, that that's going to be a long time because p- people won't know how to fly these cars. They'll be running anything. They won't be flying the cars. They won't like right. It'll just each vehicle will understand every other vehicle around it. It'll all be computer operated, sort of like a self driving car is. It will know. They'll be drone. They'll just be dr- large drones. It'll know the altitudes. It'll know. It'll know everything, and so it'll be super safe. I would imagine that you could do that right now, right? We could. That's the thing. We could. We have highways right now in, on, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the air, you know, where, where our uh, airplanes are going through. I think, I, and I understand the challenges that the FAA has, but come on, let's get this thing, let's get this thing rolling. This is one of those, it's the same thing with like uh, cancer research. And one of the, one of the things that I always look for, because um, obviously my mother passed away from cancer. So I'm always very much into like, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, like, like, you know, health, our healthcare is always lacking behind, you know, from like the amazing technologies that we're seeing on a phone. Mm. And so why can't we get, why, why, and I understand obviously, you know, obviously outside of the conspiracy theories and all the other, the rest of the stuff, why can't we get our healthcare system to just thrive, right? Where we can take an image like we did at NASA uh, you know, where, you know, it was different kinds of cancers, but because of the imaging efforts that we were doing with the space shuttle, we were able to take a picture of a woman's breast and see the kind of like uh, uh, potential mass that she has. And instead of having to go in and do a vasectomy, we can go in and actually start getting, you know, getting her the right amount of treatment. We should be able to look into people's bodies right now instead of having to wait three, four weeks, five weeks of just excruciating, just pain to get them to say, hey, you know what? Here's what you have. Right. Here's- we should be able to take an image of our bodies right now and say, you have zero cancer cells or you have you know, potential cancer growing at this particular time. You can do this much to like help. And people who are health conscious, they should be able to do this kind of stuff. So that to me would be a huge improvement into all of our lives if we are able to, to start pulling this thing off. Here, here's what I envision. This is what I want with healthcare. I want to be able to go to the doctor, Omar, and they they put me under. Maybe they put me in some sort of weird, like blue solution, right? They put me in sort of some sort of weird blue solution, and then they just do everything that I need, right? Like I mean, like you know, massage my prostate, fix my arteries, <laughs> you know, cut my hair, fill my fill my teeth, you know, get rid of the plaque, shave my beard. I want it in two days. 48 hours later, I walk out of there. Everything has been done. Vasectomy. Yeah. Well, I already did that. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that if was, you needed it. That was brutal. Uh, wow, Jordan. That was brutal. <laughs> that was brutal, bro. Right? Like, like you go in there. It's, it's sort of like Star Wars, you know, when he gets his arm grown back, you know? I don't want to do any spoilers here, but... Luke gets his arm cut off, and then like whoa, he, whoa, he gets in the he gets in this like blue Easy. solution, and they like grow his arm. Like that's what I want. I want like twenty four hours. I'm under. I don't know anything that happened. I come out. I'm a new man. Literally, 
You have a new is face. That, is that what you're saying, Omar? Is that that's what we should do, right? Listen, I love that too, man. I think that's the, that that could be a barber pole approach. You know, a barber. Uh, <laughs> it could be a barber shop, man. We just go all in, and it's just, it, we could we can even just evade having to go to the doctor, man. How about we just go to a barber shop and they take care of the whole thing? Exactly. I'm totally down with that. Like they do have that now, where Jordan, it's it's sedation dentistry. Have you ever heard of that? Sedation dentistry. You go in. Is that like in Seinfeld? They put you out. They the, put the you under. The dentist getting a little weird while you're no, under. No, 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 no. They put you out, and then they just do everything. You know, like normally, like you get a teeth cleaning, they want to do like let's do this side, and then we'll do this side, and then like two weeks later, because it hurts too bad, just put me under. Let's do it all. Do it all, and that so like that same thing could be applied into healthcare. Like put me under, do it all. Like freeze my fat cells off. Do everything. I want to just come out of there looking like million bucks like george clooney you know that's what i'm saying maybe there's a pill that just makes us like fit and buff without ever having to go into a, like a like a it's called, like ster- a, it's called know, steroids gym ever again so it's called steroids you can do that right now it's it's that's actually legal all right no um all right folks so uh thanks for playing along uh omar i can't thank you enough for being on the show tonight it's been an awesome friday night on smoke night live you guys make it all worthwhile thank you so much Obviously, for the support, uh, everyone who wants us to reach out, let us know. Go, you know, hit us up at Fratello Cigars, uh, and let us know. Uh, let us know which cigars you enjoy the most, and all that good stuff. And uh, uh, Eric, Jordan, I appreciate you guys. Like you guys can't believe it. I look forward to seeing you guys very soon, and uh, it's always a lot of fun. So thank you so much for bringing me into the show. Ah, man, we can't wait to do it again. I mean, we got to do it more often. Uh, Omar, you're a fantastic guest. Hey, everybody. Jordan and I, uh, uh, we need a break. And so next week we're taking a full-on break. There'll be no Flavor Odyssey. Uh, there will be no Smoke Night. In your night. face, viewers. <laughs> no, there'll be no Smoke Night Live. We just need a little bit of a break, a little bit of a reset to recharge our batteries. I've been trying to do this for like two months. And and, every, and I just... It <laughs> but, just ha- but you just keep getting these awesome guests. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's worked out. It's been fantastic. So there won't be a Flavor Odyssey, and there won't be a um, Smoke Night Live. But the next Flavor Odyssey, which won't be this coming Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, uh, the Robbie and Randy will have Steve Saka on, and they'll be starting their mm-hmm. um, uh, San Andreas... Uh, four-week segment on the San Andreas wrapper. So we'll be talking all about pairings with San Andreas wrapper. So that is going to be fun. And then I think the next uh, Smoke Night Live that we do, uh, I can't tell you, but it's going to be super exciting. We're just going to have Omar on again. I can't tell you what this is, but I can tell you this, that there will be a new dojo release. And the new dojo release will be uh, the 4th of December. So I'm not going to say what it is. You're going to find out Tuesday what the new release is going to be, but I can tell you that... But you're going to lose your mind. It, it, is, it is an amazing cigar, one that we have been working on a long, long time, and I've been dying to tell everybody about this cigar, but I haven't been able to. But we will be able to let the cat out of the bag, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, so look on CigarDojo.com for that on Tuesday. As far as tonight goes... Uh, get on the dojo or smoke some Fratellos. Try to earn that badge. See if you can become a level two Fratello badge owner. That's what you, everybody wants. I bet I check into this cigar right here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the, the badge. I, I have Guarantee not checked it. into Guarantee this it. yet either, so I'm going to check into it as soon as this show ends. So on the dojo tonight, post what you're smoking, post what you're drinking, 
post what you're listening to on now. Do a now playing post Malone hashtag. Do whatever you want to do, but let's have some fun tonight on a Friday night. Until two weeks from now, remember never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Cheers, everyone. Well, ho 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 to you, my friends. The time of year is nigh. Cyber Week is just around the corner. And here at JR Cigars, we have some unbelievable deals. From November 25th to December 1st, save on such amazing brands as Monte Cristo, Romeo, Drew Estate, and Oliva. And free shipping for all. Now you better hurry on, because these deals will soon fly back up the chimney. Join JRCigars.com for an amazing Cyber Week.